0: All right, what is up, Dog Nation? You got me bringing the intro to you today because Cole's in the lobby of his hotel, but uh, we're ready, we're hyped up. This South Carolina game, it was sick. Uh, made made Spencer's Spencer Rattler's life uh, a living hell on Saturday, but gonna be gonna be fun. So let's get right into it. Ten, twelve, he's running all people. Oh, you hurt the racket. There he goes in the corner again, and we jump up. Touchdown! Oh, God, a touchdown!
1: In the corner! He just stepped on their face with a hobnailed boot and broke their nose. We just crushed their face. Swift's got running room. Swift by the defense. 40, 30, they won't catch him. Go, Swift, into the end zone. Touchdown. The freshman just ran it back to Philadelphia. 15, 10,
0: 5, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Dogs win it. We're headed to Atlanta. Near
2: sideline,
1: and it's intercepted. Intercepted, Keely Ringo at the 21. Off he goes, 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, near sideline. Breaks the tackle, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Touchdown! Touchdown, Georgia!
0: I know I'm asking a lot, you guys, but hunker it down one more time.
1: All right, folks, that intro always gets me pumped up. Good way to start the show. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm not outside. I'm just in the hotel lobby, as you can see. But it does like is a nice backdrop, nice touch. But boys, how we doing on this fine Tuesday afternoon, Monday, I guess?
2: I'm feeling great. Uh, you now everything there. I said, everything I did on everything I said on this show yeah. last week, from my mouth to your ears, I just nailed it to the cross. Spencer Rattler ain't that guy.
1: One more time. <laughs> One more time. Let's hear it. Dude, what my homeless. <laughs> <So> yeah, <laughs> the guy. I mean, he was just on constant pressure the whole game. The whole game, and and when he was when he wasn't under pressure, he didn't make the most of his time. But we'll get into all that. Uh, First off, I think a member of BSB has been at every game so far. Griff, what was the environment like in Columbia, and how fast did it ship out?
0: Well, I'll say, I mean, I didn't really know what to expect going in. I only heard, like, the craziest things about Williams-Price, like that it's insane. I heard that it's hot. It was hot. That's a fact. Um, But, you know, sandstorm, it is what it is. You know, it's like 15 seconds of – them throwing their towels up in the air and the the music playing. And it's sick. It looks really cool when they're doing the, the towels and stuff. But then after that, it just really – the energy was just not there after that. I'm going to be wrong. Even at the start of the game when it was 0-0. And it got pretty loud when Jaheem Bell caught that 46-yard pass. But after that, after the pick, it, the, the energy was gone. There was no energy from South Carolina fans in that stadium.
1: Yeah, it didn't sound like it on – on the broadcast, was there a pretty decent UGA showing?
0: I mean, from, from my section, I mean, I was in like the family section kind of, um, but, and we were all chanting UGA the whole time, you know, going crazy and all that. So, I mean, you know, it was a pretty decent showing. and not in the way that we usually take over stadiums. I mean, definitely wasn't like that. Like you definitely couldn't see it like in the stadium, but it was so good.
1: The presence was felt.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, sure. I, I had Georgia fans, South Carolina fans coming up to me, being like, "Dang, y'all are giving them hell down here." Me <laughs> and talking about me and my roommate, I was like, "I mean, we do what we do."
1: <laughs> yeah, that was Griffin stayed at my place and then went to the game. Uh, I wasn't able to go because we we just keep winning. The River Dogs just keep winning. That's why I'm, that's why I'm in the hotel lobby again, championship series. But I heard you leave that morning. I was laying in bed and I was like, ah, I wish I I wish I was headed to watch some dogs." Soon, that no dude, soon, soon, but very soon. I guess the best way to kick this off is just to start from the top. Um, and I heard something after the game that I really wasn't aware of, and maybe it's not true, maybe it is, but there was a moment in the game that would make you think that this very well could be the case. Apparently, Kirby doesn't like Beamer very much. Have you ever heard that, Jake?
2: After the fake punt, I could see it on the TV, but yeah, um. I've no, I've I've never heard that at all. I thought after last year when, when Beamer was praising him so much, I thought they were they were fine, but I don't know, man. Maybe they you know you know how coaches are, man. It could have yeah. just been the tiniest, slightest thing and right.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I really, don't I've, I never heard that, but
1: yeah. I didn't either, and you know, it could not be true, but like we talked about after the fake punt, we saw them on fourth down and and everybody's probably seen the video if you're watching this. If you haven't, just look it up. Kirby is staring directly at their sideline. It, it's 100 at their sideline. Get them the first down, saying some very easy words to pick up on just lip reading, and it, it makes sense. Like I, I, don't know why or what happened, but clearly he doesn't like Beamer because what what would what else would be the reason for him to get that mad? Like a fake punt? Sure, they, they, he had to do something. You know, it was coming. They're they're a way worse team than us. He's a special teams guy. The Beamer ball bullcrap. You knew something was coming, so like it, it couldn't have caught him off guard. Like clearly, that that stemmed from somewhere else.
2: Yeah, who knows, man? It could have been something he said to a recruit, anything like right. that. 100%. Know, it, it, the coaches are coaches are weird like that. They're guys, it, head football coaches in, in Division one FBS, especially
1: the SEC, are strange people. There's no doubt yeah. about that. I can see Kirby Smart being a guy who could really hold a grudge with the best of them too.
0: Shane Beamer Ooh. definitely made a lot of enemies uh, this weekend. Did y'all see the uh, video of him? <laughs> they had like all those, the, all those girls out on the field. Like that was being an insane moment something. of the
1: game. Insane he, moment.
0: <laughs> he was going up. Get the f off the field. Get the like all the way from the other sideline. I yeah. I, I that was bizarre. But what? So you were? Well, there, they were going. For it. I think they were going for it
2: on fourth down. They and, did.
1: Uh, yeah, Georgia was getting a look at whatever formation they were about yes. to run. So I understand why he was mad. It was more on, and that's what the broadcaster even said, or if you didn't get to hear it, but they were like, he's clearly upset. But this is all on South Carolina. It is a home game for them, and uh, <laughs> yeah, he has nobody else to be mad at but the people working for him. Like I don't, I don't know what happened there, but it was a big moment in the game where they're going for it on fourth down, I think one score at the time, and
0: yeah, it was Georgia's after that. Georgia just
1: watched I think. their, got to look the whole formation line up. And he was obviously not happy about it. What was that, You were there. What was the, what do you know what the recognition was about?
0: I, I don't know. It was a bunch of people, though, a bunch of girls. I, they looked like they were like high school. And I there's not much was, space. You could tell it was a
1: lot. Yeah. And lot there's people. not much space between the end zone and the fence. There was nowhere for them to go. They were just standing on the field pretty much, trying to all yeah. usher out through that little gate. <laughs> yeah. He was, <laughs> he was not happy. He was not happy. Um, another thing on the coaches is, there was that thing that went around last year with Beamer. I think it was a Tennessee game. The score was like thirty-five to seven, and they got a stop, and he's out there, like like on the field, going nuts in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah. and it's all memed up on Twitter. Like it's got the score and it's got him with double fist up. Well, I don't I don't know if y'all noticed, but it was the last drive where Beck threw a touchdown pretty much to that was dropped, and there was a I don't know if it was a special teams coach. I don't know if the defensive coordinator. He's over on the sidelines giving. Given the no, no, like, like they stopped us. I was like, they, but he really is changing the culture over there because he's got all his coaches acting up full down 45 points. Given the classic no catch after they hit the receiver in the hands wide open in the back of the end zone. Uh, uh, dude, I
2: really hate South Carolina. They're an underrated, like, we talk about Florida, Tennessee. I really hate South Carolina. They're fans. Their, I, I don't like their fans for the most part.
1: See, I've never dealt with them much. I've never dealt with them much. And I'm not going to lie, I was a big beamer guy coming in. I, I just thought he brought a lot of energy. Now I think it's it's starting to get lame on me. It's starting to be I think like he's kind of a goofball. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's, it's a getting it's really, cheesy, really, man. Really
0: it's cheesy. and I don't. Well, what are going to say when it's, it's the fourth like... year? At the...
2: Go ahead, Jake. Yeah, go ahead. What are they going to say when it's like the fourth year and he's still going up to the podium? But like, well, George has just got all yeah. these five stars. It can't yeah. be just like an oh, shucks, dude. You got beat four years in a row. Like it's
1: that's going to wear off pretty yeah. soon. Like okay, do something. Do something about it. Like. Get the players, yeah, that would right. fly all over me if I was a South Carolina fan. He kept doing that, like one time when they're just clearly better than you in your first year, like yeah, sure. And then the whole thing, like I didn't think much of the pressure is kind of going around Twitter right now, where they asked him if they if his players have quit, I mean, he felt any quit in his players, and he's like, hell no. But it just just like his mannerisms and stuff, it, I don't know. He just I think he tries weird. too. He tries yeah. too
2: hard for the sound bites in the in the post game press conference. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed, and I
1: feel like he's probably he's definitely
0: doofy. Yeah, yeah. But, I
1: mean, and I, he's recruited well, so like clearly he gets over to recruits. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's an act or I don't know if he's just a little weird. But it, it's starting to rub me the wrong way a little bit. I
0: think he um, could be a little both
1: of those act definitely.
0: and and a little bit of
1: definitely definitely. That's that's one thing I do love about Kirby, though. And one thing is like you see a lot of these guys when they leave someone who they've been under for a long time, they kind of try to like mirror them. Kirby doesn't really try to mirror Nick Saban, like in like the presser and stuff, which I like, no. like be your own guy. Kirby, Kirby will give like Saban sarcastic and he, and he's really, you know, kind of like Bill Belichick S. Kirby's I feel like he's pretty good with the media. He'll give them the sound bites they want. He gave them the, how about them, you know, effing dogs a while back. Like he, he's kind of his own dude, which I appreciate. That's, we don't need a Saban clone, you know. On the field, yeah. sure. Not, in the, not There's only one Saban in the, in the press. But he's that not even – like, That doesn't work for a lot of people. Anyway. He's no.
0: not even a clone of Saban, like, on like the field, I guess, in his mannerism. I guess in the way that he coached. No, 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 not mannerisms, way. but, like,
1: program building-wise, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely.
0: I mean, it's fun to see him get pumped up after plays and stuff. Like, that That video of him getting pumped up after we stop him on fourth down is yeah. sick.
1: The, pe- <laughs> the people in the comments that were – Acting like that was like some disrespectful thing. Like, have never competed at anything in their life. No yeah, offense I mean, if that was you, dude, but he, come
0: on. I, I'm gonna be honest here. He might have meant to be a little disrespectful to Shane Bieber yeah. at that point. If he didn't, maybe like who knows? That's just not, that's just not the way competition, competition is, though. You're just soft if you think there's anything wrong with that.
1: You never talk trash to anybody. Yeah, come on. Like, go play go play around a ping pong. Oh, uh, what do y'all think about all this talk now with a lot of people coming out after this win saying? That we're the next Bama. Agree, disagree.
2: Bama. Yeah, yeah I, don't I don't want to really be
1: the agree. next Bama. I want to be the the first Georgia. You know.
0: Agree. Exactly. Did Bama and ever go back we? to back? Yeah, they have. What, I think 2000? a couple times.
1: Nah, I think maybe. Two thousand eleven
0: and two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve for sure.
1: Okay. No. Um,
0: uh, who won in 2011. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They did. Well, we, they well we played
1: LSU and then they rematched with LSU. Yeah. That's what it was. Won. That's I was They thinking went back about. to back, yeah. But definitely, yeah. 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 That's the, I think that's the only years they did. Okay. They did uh, in 16 and 17. Why Clemson, did they have they a national title wins. in
2: 2016?
1: They do? That's
2: weird. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, probably because all the ones they claim when no one else is playing football.
2: It was, yeah, 2011 and 2012 and then –
1: they went 2015 2017 2020. Yeah, they all traded with clinch a little bit. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, we maybe we'll three-peat the way, this is going. I uh, listen,
0: I had a dream the other night that we did. So, I mean
1: No, we threepeated.
0: I've been I've been known to have some dreams where I see like, you know, have some déjà vu. I don't know if any of them been that vivid, but, you know, maybe the first time. First time for everything.
1: I had somebody in the locker room try to tell me, like, it's not even fun being a Georgia fan. Like, y'all just beat the crap out of everybody. I'm like, dude, did you wake up last year? Like, we, we were battling Nickel State five years ago. Like, it, this ain't like something that's just been going on my whole life. I'm not a 20-year-old Bama fan who has no idea what, what real emotional football is like. Those guys are spooled, but I hope they start getting it because time's closing. Kirby's closing it. Anyway. I um
2: I, I, have, a, uh, I have some fun stats from the game. Okay, this was so we, obviously – we were, we were 13 minutes in and we haven't talked about the game. <laughs> we were we were waiting on the Brock Bowers game. We finally got the Brock Bowers game. This team yep. had 208 yards rushing as a team. Good number. Respectable Needed number. Leading rusher, dead. Stetson Bennett, 36 yards.
0: <laughs> nice. We had like 200 we rushing runs or something like that, though.
1: 208, yeah. Yeah, he just said 208. Did you just check oh. out? Yeah, for a second. <laughs> That's how he started it off. <laughs> Uh, um, Bowers,
2: though, five catches, 121 yards, averaging 24.2 yards per catch. And then, of course, he had the, uh, the big touchdown run um, as yeah. well. I mean, what, what else can you say about the guy, man? I, I said this on Twitter. If, if the rules allowed it, he would be playing on Sundays right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that was a good game to, like, showcase it, too. It was a 12 o'clock game. 12 o'clock slate has turned into prom time. Like, the 12 o'clock slate at this point is always loaded. It's better than 3.30, like, every weekend. So it's kind of all eyes on him, and I think everybody really, really got to see it because he was putting on all kinds of stuff on tape. He had the toe tap. He had the one taking to the house, breaking tackles. He had the run. That was like – that's probably the best game he's had since UAB in terms of just doing it all. And yep. we, we talked a lot about last week who was going to step up for AD. Um, and, well, we figured out quick, no single person was stepping up for AD. All we're going to do is throw the ball more to Ladd and Brock Bowers, which I think is a pretty full system at this point.
2: Yeah, Lad Ladd was the only other player besides Bauer who had more than four catches. Uh, Kendall Milton, two catches, Oscar Belt two catches, but then Blaylock, uh, Ibarn Jay, Washington, Kenny Mack. Cole Spear got in the game, Cash Jones and Kiris Jackson mm-hmm. had
1: one or two. Cash Jones put somebody in the seats. Just see that, the he did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> that was sick. That was sick. But yeah, Lad Ladd stepped up. I mean, He's just kind of a do it all guy. Like he, he's last year he was kind of a, at the beginning of the year he was kind of the deep threat, like take the top off, maybe get it end around. Now he's a complete receiver. Um, we went to him on third down. He sat in the zone. Uh, he did some things that like last year he didn't do that much, but this year, this year he's the full package. And and we heard Brooks give us those updates throughout the year, where that was kind of his goal going into the year. Him and Arian Smith, unfortunately, we we haven't seen it yet, but they were both kind of wanted to become complete receivers in terms of blocking route running everything not just being somebody who's fast and from what i've seen so far lad has come really really far in doing that yeah i
0: i have a i have a take about lad actually um okay. i think that this year at some point we're gonna see a lad touchdown pass um he almost did it I, that, yeah, that play I think that
2: was the i think that was the play on that end around yeah that's what
0: i was gonna say i was i definitely think that he had the option to throw the ball there and i i guarantee you we see it at some point he played quarterback in high school right and i we're yeah. gonna see it at some point it's gonna happen
1: yeah. i was about to say if you're like us and from that area you know he was he was the quarterback in north murray when they went on a run his senior year and he he was the he was the quarterback because he was the best athlete on the field, which. But in high school, that's a great option. You know, get the ball in your athlete's hands as much as possible. But he can let it rip too. So that was definitely a design pass, one hundred percent. Yeah. When they he cocked back for a second. He dropped yeah. the shoulder. I thought, yeah, it was because he throwing. doesn't
0: hold the ball like that. Like he should have I mean, let it
1: ride. Even if it's covered, he should have just let it ride. No one, no one would have said anything. Nah. But I got, a, I got a full stack of notes after that. It's a good, good way to kick it off. I don't even know where y'all want to start. Anything in particular?
2: Malachi Starks freshman said, All-American. Put a pin in it said, right now.
1: The dude
0: – You do like, even have to put
1: freshman on that, just All-American. <laughs> he, he might be the best safety in the country. He might be the best safety in the country by year. I would have
2: to look, but, I mean, dude, it's not It's not a great – I mean, at least looking at the NFL draft, this is not a good, great group for safeties. You got Joseph Jordan, out of Notre Dame, which I don't you know, got, know how he's been playing. You
1: got Jordan Battle. Jalen
2: Candelon out of Arkansas. And Arkansas is the worst pass defense in the FBS. 131 he might not 31. have
1: to look too far to his left to see – who's challenging him for the best safety in the country. Because Chris Smith is putting some serious stuff on tape right now. He's all Dude, over the place. They're dudes. They're those yep. dudes. This this is truly – we heard about it, and we talked about it, how good the secondary is going to be. And I know that we haven't played some real, real dynamic receivers yet. But you saw what Oregon did to BYU. And you saw what Oregon did last week. They put up 70, and then against BYU, they could have scored as every drive if they wanted to. They pulled Bo Nix at the end of the third quarter. Like, that game was a beatdown. They clearly can score. Our secondary has been locked to everyone. and If you remember last year, like, that's the one area that we could be beat was over the top. Like, there were some guys open a lot throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Even the big play they hit on Jaheim Bell, he was not open. That was just mm-hmm. the best That day. was a beautiful throw. That was, that was Spencer Rattler in a nutshell. You had that ball, just an absolute dark beauty. He's one of the only guys who can really make that throw off his back foot. And then two plays later, those are out of the but right to it, him. The, that, the, best, good, he
2: had the best throw of the game and the worst interception of the game. For me, but it's, it's it, within three
1: plays. That's what's nuts. Within three plays. You would think he hits that pass and gets in some kind of rhythm. Nope. Two plays later, right in our chest. But the one thing I do want to point out about the big play, it was on Lasseter, obviously. year was in good coverage, and Gene Bell's their best player one-on-one. He, he had him, like, more times than not, that's a PBU. Well, he gets mm-hmm. beat, and you want to know how a young guy like that responds. Well, the dude comes back and gets a pass breakup on the very next play. Like, yep. they go right back at him, and breaks up the pass. That's all I needed to see. And then after that, he was locked in everybody. He was locked on Jaheem Bell when Dan Jackson got the interception. Jackson. Like, yep. like, he, he – it was just like, all right, I got beat on that one, right back to recovering. But it's just no – it's suffocating. And, and we talked about Mac off starts to start. That dude, he guards everyone. Tight ends, slots, X receivers, Y receivers, doesn't matter. He's He's the real deal.
0: He's a freak athlete, and he's just insane. And
2: yeah, and like- somebody else that I came away really impressed with too was J.D.J. Man. He looked a lot like 17 out there. and yep. He looked bigger and faster than 17, which was crazy.
1: I said he was – I had in my nose he's very instinctual, which is what we needed in yep. that position. Uh, we knew Mono was a freak. We knew they were all freak athletes. We needed somebody taking that Nakobe Dean role, being just the instinctual leader, saving big plays. And he did save a big play. Um, I don't know what drive it was. It was earlier in the game. The running back was cut back to the left, and there was grass. The whole play was moving to the right, running back for South Carolina, cut back left, and he – and J.D.J. had moved with the pile, and then he noticed it, cut back, made the tackle. And if he doesn't make that tackle, it's at least 15, 20 yards. But makes a tackle. It was I think it was a second down, put him in third and long. And that's when I was like, yeah, that's – he's taking over the dean role. Uh, I don't want to (laughs) compare him to Kobe yet, but we needed someone who could make that play. Right.
2: It felt like there were a couple of plays where South Carolina really came pretty close to almost ripping a, mm-hmm. a, a big run, like a twenty-yard, twenty-five-yard chunk play run, and and they would just get tripped up at the hole. They just they were just a step too
0: slow, and, and our defense yeah. was making plays. Yeah, yeah. yeah I for thought sure. um, I thought Trezman Marshall also looked good at linebacker to, on Definitely. Saturday too. Yeah, he, mean, did. he he played a really good game.
1: So there was a blitz that he ran. Um, it was a blitz. God. I can't remember if it was on third down or not. I'm thinking it was. Regardless, though, he came up the middle. This man blows through the center so hard that the running back was going to try to chip him. He blows through the center, knocks the center into the running back, and the running back falls. It was like a domino. He hit the center so hard he knocked the running back down, and then he got the pressure and rattler through the way. And I saw the play. I didn't get to see the second live. i I'm watching on the bus here today. I'm like, who was that? I roll back, and it was 15. Just absolutely blew it up. Had a Same. nice interception. Yep. The way – I don't – I mean, Schumann just – he must just translate, like, how to blitz the linebackers. Because we have the best blitzing linebackers in the country every single year. And I was just thinking, well, it's like Kobe did and Clay Walker. You know, like, obviously they're good. But then JDJ – anytime JDJ, Smile, and, and Tresman are blitzing, they're back there quickly. And, and you might think, like, well, you know, they're just hitting the hole. That's the whole point of a blitz. It's a talent, too like that's that's a real talent that's that is scouted so that that's a big area for us i thought I thought you were right. I thought charman played a really really nice game
2: um i I'll give it to him for another week in a row too Carson Beck had a nice game as well he looked crisp when he came in looked ready to play yeah I, 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 I this is one of those games to where obviously the coaches are going to have things to say I'm sure they'll be pissed off about the the fake punt and and a couple of, of defensive miscues. but this is a, this is a big i can't i have nothing to complain about type of game.
1: Um, yeah, the thing about I had some notes about Beck. Um, uh, let me find them real quick. So, Beck, I thought was the most impressive part was he kind of showcased it all and yeah, he drive. could run. Yeah, that was that's a big thing, especially in Todd Monkin's offense. Even if even if you're not sets and Bennett where you're juking guys out in the backfield, which was nasty, by the way, at least you have to honor the read option. Um, and, and we've had some quarterbacks in the past where we'd run the read option and. They didn't have to honor it, and we, we would continue to do it, but the quarterback never pulled it, so it was like, why are we running this? Beck, on the goal line, obviously not the fastest dude, but runs the read option, pulls it, gets five, six yards. Now the defense has to respect that. And in a Todd Monkin offense where there's a lot of play actions, a lot of RPOs, that's huge. And I think that's a step that he's taken that I haven't seen him do yet in G-Day, any other games he's gotten in, and that's probably one of the things I emphasize. And then obviously he was just taking what the defense gives him. He was hitting his checkdowns, making quick reads, and he put a dart on tape to Oscar Del, the absolute seed. So and he went deep the first ball he came in that was on on the money. Yeah, it was on the money. but The DB had to pull the guy down, Dylan Bell. But yeah, yeah he I, I I I had that in my notes. Bex, I thought he was flawless in his timing and
2: Yeah, it makes you wonder too if you know he he's taking a look at this roster and. Um, you know, it's going to be another year of Brock Bowers, and he's a guy we always thought might end up transferring. You know, Stetson is gone after this year, and you got to yep. think he, he might be licking his chops just to step into yeah. this offense, especially in top on days. I would be
1: glad AD. Yeah. Brought, all our yeah. best weapons are back. I mean, minus the running backs. Yeah. They, they're they all back, which is crazy. Let's stick in the quarterback room. room. Yeah, let's stick in the quarterback room. I mean, we'll talk about Stet for a little bit. He's He's playing with the swagger that I imagined he had as the scout team guy. Um, yeah. if, none of y'all, if none of y'all have played football before, scout team is super fun to run because it's very, like, stress-free. You're trying to mimic someone else who's, who was Baker Mayfield, who is known for his swag. Um, so Stet's trying to make plays happen on that scout team. He, he's just kind of in his element doing no, risk-free, pressure-free, making plays. And you heard Mel Tucker. You heard all the defense. sets a doll. You know, Stet is the man. That's kind of when he burst on the scene. Well, he was doing all that. In, in a comfortable, stress-free environment. That is how he's playing now. That's how, that's how he's actually playing SEC football games and, and, and against Oregon and, and in the national championship. He's playing with a different level of swagger. And you saw it on the hezi in the backfield. You saw it on the play where he doesn't do this very often, where he sits in the pocket, doesn't see anything, and takes off. Like, he likes to throw the ball. That was a nasty play. I wish it had been a touchdown because that was like – that's like a highlight-level play, the way he got made, made some guys miss. He he's playing with, like I said, the only way not to put it is with maximum swag.
0: No, I mean and he was
1: also overhydrated, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I thought he was I thought he got hit hard at first when they showed on the TV and then it started showing yeah. up. And I was like, all right. Yeah. And I
0: mean the Heisman the Heisman campaign is serious at this point. Like it's real. And like it like people joked about it at first, like Stiquavius Bennett and all that stuff. I was never joking, but, um, dude, he's just he that better. guy. Yeah, I did. I put money on it and yeah. he, he's just that guy. And I mean, he's, it, it's not just, he's putting up these stats and you know, it doesn't have to make tough throws. We have the best team in the country. He's making those highlight plays every game too. Like yeah. those plays where he's juking out dudes and running into the end zone, like literally holding the ball back and like looking back at defenders. Mm-hmm. That's swaggy this stuff. Like yeah. that's, like you were saying. Reaching like the ball out, out for the pylon. Sweat.
1: Yeah, you, with one hand. So you saw, you saw thought Kobe he the yeah. two hands.
0: <laughs> dude, yeah. I mean, he's he's just that dude. And, mm-hmm. you know, those are the kind of things that help you win the Heisman is those highlight plays that people can look back on and be like, wow, this dude's he makes the plays when, when you need him. Micah.
1: I really thought, and I, and I still do, I'm very concerned at the fact that we're going to blow teams out. He, he hasn't he taken hasn't a snap in the fourth quarter yet. He was out with seven minutes left in the third quarter against South Carolina on the road, which is nuts. But I was open my, – my eyes were open when they posted the graphic today and he's second in the SEC in passing behind Will Rogers and he's only a couple yards behind Will Rogers, like 20. And he hasn't even played the fourth quarter yet. At some I point he's going to play four quarters. Like we're, there's some games where he's going to have to play four quarters. And I'm almost rooting for like when we get up like tw- – 30 something to nothing I'm almost rooting for them to score so that he has to go back out there to get more stats like I don't I don't want teams to score but at the same time I'm like all right I, I do want step to go out there and keep throwing the ball against South Carolina we could have scored 80 we could have scored every single time that we wanted to we were just absolutely we doing whatever bombing. we wanted to and then you see teams at the end of the year like all, all Ohio State's offense is so efficient yeah they just hung 77 on Toledo we could have done that to South Carolina if we wanted to but that's just not what we're going to do. So, in order for Stett to get it, we're going to have to be in some competitive games.
2: Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I, I I, I can't even believe I'm going to say this. This is a Dan Wolken take, and it's one of his best ones. There's not many. <laughs> yeah. But he says he's a good one. He said if you turned in your Heisman ballot before the conference championship games, you should get your vote taken away. And I believe that 100%. And I think that's when Stett can really win it is in Atlanta.
1: That yeah, that's a very very good. Well, that's where Bryce Young won it last year, really. When you think about it, like he was, he was probably like it was a toss up if he was going to win it before that game, and that game just solidified it. So you're right. That that is a good point that I haven't thought of before. Um, I don't know why anyone would ever do that before the next one. Where that could just be also just a classic Dan Wilkin arguing with nobody.
2: Like, I feel like he likes to do that. (laughs) I was told Steph Curry can't shoot. Yeah, you know, all that
1: stuff. Very, very rare or rare W. Uh, And then another thing about – one play I want to talk about with Steph was it was I think the drive right before the half ended. It was a clear sack. Like, he was about to get sacked. And just gave a little whip to Brock Bowers. Bowers kind of stabs it. That was his arm talent on display. Uh, The difference in arm strength and arm talent. Obviously, he's not maximum arm strength. But his arm talent is special. He's an athlete. And that you saw—he—he's literally getting sacked. I—I I thought he was done. I thought he was just throwing the ball away. No, there's Bowers standing there. Like he, it was about three-quarter arm angle, just kind of flicked it out there, and I was like, "That's—that's that's actually pretty special. Like that's—that's that's NFL type stuff." Yeah, so, absolutely. He's got some traits, man. He's got some traits. Yeah, uh, and I
0: know, I know we talked about Brock Bowers some already, but let's just love on him for a minute, dude, because this game, like. Oh my God! He did it in every possible way that you could do it at his yep. position. Put it all he, on took site, a, he took a handoff into the end zone. He mossed a guy and toe-tapped a touchdown. And then he just took a slant to the house after breaking like three tackles and just beating yep. everybody down the field. I mean, he's a freak. It's ridiculous.
1: Yep. Uh, I thought it was another good – we talked about going into the game. One of the previews was that was going to be a big day for offensive line. thought we were going to run the ball downhill. And we did. I thought the offensive line had another great game. One thing that I know Georgia fans were, were glad to see was the, the short to go situations. Uh, in the past, there's been times where we've struggled to get that one yard. We've struggled to get in the end zone on, on a quick, on, like quickly. We, we ended up getting there, but it take a little bit. Every short down distance we had this game, we just lined it up and we got it, which I know Georgia fans love to see. It was against South Carolina, who had a lot of starters out on defense. But it doesn't matter. Like, that stuff translates no matter who you're playing. And for us to be able to get that, I thought, is very reassuring because there's been some doubts on how we run the ball and stuff. And you heard Monken say it. Like, we throw the ball as part of our run game. Like, just get the ball in Kendall's or Kendall and Kenny's hands as fast as possible. But being able to get those short yards is a big, big deal that we're going to need down the road. So, good to see that. Yep.
2: Last note that I had uh no sacks again which I still think is kind of hilarious. I mean we did have a couple I think we had four or five six tackles for loss. Yeah. No sacks but uh plenty of pressures, nine pressures. So, you know, sometimes those could be just as good as sacks especially if yep. you're pitching a shutout like this for 99% of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean teams are just game planning around it. I mean, you could watch it you can watch it clear as day. They're not going to sit there they're not going to sit there and let George sack them six times. They're not going to lose yeah. like that. They will they will dink and dunk and and take 2 yards at a time and hope for the best before they let you sack them. And you know what? Honestly, that's probably the best – that's probably your best strategy. Definitely the best. um, so, I'm not too worried about it. That's something I'm sure that will get brought up. But that means nothing to me at this point.
1: No, that was a good segue into some stuff that I had for sure because you saw it a lot of times in this game where they talk about, well, Trayvon Walker didn't have the stats. Well, if you watch us play, you see why. Um, On fourth down, the one that we stopped them, where Kirby gave him the sign, that guy was open, and if you give if you give a quarterback time, he would hit him in stride, and that's a first down. We brought pressure off the edge. Stark is actually Malachi. He came off the edge. Rattler was instantly uncomfortable, kind of falling backwards through it, and and that's a guy with an elite arm, like like top end arm. So there's only a few people who can make that throw, and he's he's off his back foot. He's he's panicking. He throws it. Guy stops short. Keeley makes a tackle, and that's that. But that's where you see that pressure being dialed up. People say, oh, well, you're not getting pressure. You're not getting sacks. That's getting pressure on the quarterback, whether he's sacking it or not. And another guy who did that throughout the entire game was Michael Williams, who he's, he's as polished of a freshman pass rusher as, as I've seen. Uh, I had two in my notes where I watched him. Uh, on the first drive of the game, he hit a little stick, pushback, pushback, shed, won the rep, had a quarterback pressure, and then he straight up just beat somebody with a speed rush. So, his bag's deep and he's freaky to go along with it. The guy's gonna be a, a major problem. Him, him and Malachi might go one one or one one and one two in uh, the what is that twenty twenty five draft? That would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
0: so they're the I, next day
1: on card to Ringo. Yeah,
2: it's it's always so much fun just to have you know a young guy like that. That I mean, we we did our preview show and we talked about all the young DBs, but none of us were like, oh hey. Everybody watch out for Malachi Starks. None of us right. are like this guy, Malachi Starks. And he just comes out, and it, it, it's kind of like how Bowers was uh, when he mm-hmm. was a freshman. You know, it's it's something that – it kind of catches you by surprise, and, and that, those are the most fun usually. It's it's always fun to say, you know, you got somebody penciled down. I got – oh, I got uh, Lad
1: penciled down this year. We already knew Lad was really good. You know, yeah. these guys coming out of nowhere and making plays like this is fun. Agreed. Uh, and so at the end of the game – or not really end of the game, I guess second half when the game was pretty much out of hand, we already scored two or three times. You saw a lot of the young guys come in on defense. The one thing I did notice was Kirby left guys like Michael and Malachi in and Lassiter who are starters, and they're getting starter reps, but they still need more reps. They need as many reps as they can. So he pulls the guys like Nolan. He pulls the guys like Robert Bill, Chris Smith. They, they come off and take a breather, but he leaves the young guys in to get reps, which I really, really like. Like they, There's no better practice than in the game. Like That's the best reps you can get. So these guys are still maturing as good as they are. They're still growing. They're going to get better, which I think is even scarier. And so he's leaving them in the game to get more, which I like. But we also got to see guys like Dalen Every. He made a really nice play in the end zone on -on one-on-one coverage. Uh, He's going to be a guy who's really good. That is a huge – a huge upside to beating the crap out of teams. Obviously, you have to pull your quarterback where you don't get the stats, but you get game reps for guys who are going to be big-time dudes for us down the road, which – that's that's a good trade off for me. I'll trade a husband for that.
2: Yeah, and we you know, we've been talking about um we'll, we'll talk about William Poole on Thursday's show, but that's another example. You gotta have next man up. Yeah, You gotta have guys with game reps, you gotta have guys that are ready. We saw it last year. I'm sure he won't be the first or the last that it will have an injury or be out. You gotta have people ready to step up.
1: Yep. Yep. And and shout out Keely Ringo too. We don't talk about him much on this show, but that's because no one goes after him. Nobody throws gonna, at him. You they're going to have to start. They're going to have to start because if they keep keeping on last year and keep picking on starts, at, at some point they're going to realize, well, we can't do this either. So they're going to have to start going towards Keeley. It's kind of like the whole Stokes and Baker situation where no one was going at DeAndre Baker for the entire year. This guy named Eric Stokes steps in, and they're like, well, we can't throw at him either. And So then you start seeing Baker get some more interceptions. That's that's what's going to happen to Keeley down the road, in my opinion. Like They're going to have to throw at him. or, or I really can't think of any plays.
2: I'm, I'm trying to think of plays involving Keeley, like even the first three not games, any. and I I really
1: just don't have any.
2: They, they any were hitting – away, at least. They were hitting,
1: They were going at him. Oregon was going at him a little bit, but it was like he was in zone coverage. He was dropping deep and there, hitting him underneath, and he was just wrapping him up at five yards. So yeah. that's all. That's the only time I've really seen him even involved in the play. And the least, probably the least talked about guy on the show, Javon Bullard, who's another young guy who's playing pretty much every rep for the star. And if you, you see watch some Brooks, more of him yeah if you watch Brooks's film breakdown this dude is, is the real deal um, and sometimes you don't notice all that stuff when you're watching like you don't notice the deep deep football stuff that he's doing but he's doing it like he's doing it at a big time level he's a guy who he kind of pushed pull out and that's that says something that guy who started every rep in the national championship he pushed him right out that that speaks volumes to me and if you're, if you're a young
2: defensive recruit, I mean, I don't know how you wouldn't want to come play here, man. You're getting meaningful either. minutes in an SEC road game for almost half a game. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. Brought in five, you know, four to five-star defensive
1: backs. They're all getting burned. Kirby's absolutely smashing the narrative that he won't play the more talented player. It's It's absolutely getting smashed. And even coming into the year, we were like, yeah, you know, JDJ and Smile, they're probably the most talented, but you're probably going to see Trez get, you know, more opportunities. Kirby's like, nah, screw y'all. I'm starting Malachi. Well, he didn't start, but he came in first draft. I'm starting Michael Williams. I'm starting JDJ and Smile. I'm starting Laster. Those are my best guys. And it's paying dividends because those dudes are clearly SEC ready. And I guess when you know, you know. Like, get out there, play them. Uh, and they're just going to get better as the year goes on. Yep. I'll tell you what, though. What in the heck was South Carolina doing on the first third down, where they brought in the Wildcat? The one Dude, thing you, the Wildcat is
2: the worst play know. call in all this.
1: Course. The one thing you don't want to do against Georgia is get one dimensional, and you're going to do it on the first third down. You're going to bring in the Wildcat, like, "Hey, we're running the ball." I thought that was the dumbest play call of the entire day. I have no. I don't understand the definitely. Wildcat, man. I, I, I truly do not understand the Wildcat. I don't either. And that's, I guess, you get one extra blocker, but come on, like, especially. You have Rattler, who, for some for some reason, like his freshman year, he ran all over the place, and then now, he doesn't use it at all. No one no one uses it at all. Like him getting out in space, him him running RPOs. So you're taking him off the field, who at least adds the the passing dynamic, and just bringing a wildcat. It makes no sense, and it's hard. This is not me me
2: digging at him. I've taken enough digs at him, but he does look a lot slower. I don't know if he's gotten like you know, it's a little bit bigger, maybe some more muscle, but he does look a lot slower.
1: It's weird. I, I I was thinking about that as I was re-watching the game. I'm like, they have not done anything with him to get out in space. And that's an element where, Yeah, you know, it's hard to game plan for a quarterback who can do that. Number one, it takes a, a defender off because you have to spy him. Like, you can't pass rush an extra guy. You can't drop an extra guy in the cover because you got to spy this guy. We didn't have to spy him. He, he was just sitting in the pocket, and that's doing Kirby Smart a huge favor. Yeah, Huge.
0: He just doesn't seem confident anymore. Like well, you
1: know, to be I, fair. And I, this is yeah. to be fair. It would be impossible to be confident behind that offensive line. They are awful. Yeah. They are absolutely terrible. And my dad made a good point the other day. You'd think he would like kind of scout that out before he went. Like you Probably. can pick you can pretty much pick anywhere in the country you want to go. You're that talented. Like maybe you should kind of peek into the offensive line situation and be like, I can't even stand up right there. Maybe I should go play for somewhere else, you know. Like that—that's something I would look at if I was a transfer quarterback, especially mm. a big-time guy who first-round potential. The only reason I can't just absolutely body bag the Wildcat is strictly the Rose Bowl that yeah. I used to absolutely <laughs> rag on it. And then one of the biggest players in Georgia history came out of the Wildcat.
0: <laughs> Two of them, really, because we scored—we scored that touchdown to tie the game on a Wildcat,
1: too. Yeah, I know that was with Chubb, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, Jim Chaney clearly believed in the wildcat, which is probably enough to discredit it at this point. Yeah. That's what we no done about Jim Chaney. Yeah. You got I anything agree. else? I don't really have anything else. I, I posted a clip on Twitter of, of the play call Monken had where we, we ran Edwards in motion, baited the Kindle, and then slipped him out. That was football porn. I mean, that was beautiful.
0: <laughs> I had Absolutely the, uh... gorgeous. I had written down Dan Jackson is a bully. Uh, Jaheim Bell, who? And I mean, I don't know. It was just (laughs) funny because, you know, Jaheim Bell is a talker. He's like, I'm the best tight end in the country, all that stuff. And Dan Jackson just literally took his lunch away from him. Just took took it from him. Yeah. And you know he's not expecting that either. Yeah. Like, what what does he go into the locker room and think after that? He's like, man, I just let that boy take my
1: lunch. Ride it out from under him. Yeah, he sure did. (laughs) They sure did. All around, one of the best Georgia wins. We keep saying this every week. One of the best Georgia wins we've had on the road. I mean, just absolute domination. And I, I obviously – This was supposed to be the hard game.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it was. This, like, was you, supposed to be the, this was supposed to be the loss a lot of people had circled, you which I look never did. At but... the
1: se- you look at this preseason schedule, this was a top three supposed to be hardest game. You talk about this game, talk about at Mississippi State, talk about Tennessee at home. One down, was, and it wasn't close.
0: I would say you probably talk about at Kentucky too. I mean, they don't look like I doubt that but good. But I mean, I don't know. That's that's me. That's just me though. I'm Kentucky there. better I,
2: figure something out too, because yeah. I think I, I from what they I understand, score. they were running for about one point two yards per carry against Youngstown yep. State.
1: Yep. Can't do that. Uh, and that was up by yeah. Will Levis scramble. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yep. That was uh that wasn't their best work. Let's look at this box score real quick. Yeah, they ran for two point nine yards per carry as a team.
1: Yeah, yeah, yep. Not good, Kentucky. Not good. We will talk about more games that happened this past week when we go live, either Wednesday or Thursday. Stay tuned. Probably Thursday. Let's we can be safe and go I, Thursday. I think
0: I think that would probably be best.
1: Be safe and go there. Depends on what we do here, but probably definitely not Wednesday. Probably be Thursday. I mean, we'll, We'll go live on Thursday. We will talk all things upcoming for Georgia. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Kent State and we might just talk more like future outlook for the team. Uh, we might can break down some winners so far, stuff like that. We'll we'll think of something, but we'll talk a lot of dogs and we'll talk a little bit about the next slate coming up. Obviously, give you our picks, which Griffin, Griffin, you have anything to say for yourself before we get Look,
0: done. listen, all right, it happens, okay? It <laughs> happens, all right. I mean, I had a few bad swings. I had a few bad swings. And we're going to get back in the race. It's going to be okay. I'm about to go 4-0 and next week. Law of averages says that I do.
1: Law of averages is in your favor this week after the absolute clunker you put up last week.
0: That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm not losing my confidence. I lost it for a little bit on Saturday, I will say it. but You did. You were down. I've got it back now. I've got it back.
2: I'm staking my claim to Oregon State right now. Beavers. Beavers shocked the world on Saturday. Wake Forest might shock the world on Saturday. Yeah.
1: Upset Florida. Day. Yeah. So we got a lot of stuff about on that next show. Be there for sure. Follow us on Twitter. We, we, we keep putting stuff out. We keep trying to put y'all on it. Follow us on all those platforms, but definitely, definitely, definitely on Twitter. Like this video. Subscribe to the channel. Thank you guys and go dog.